time to begin our worship service, uh, our Wednesday night devotional, whatever we're going to call it. Um, our first song tonight will be number 36, Amazing Grace. having a good week. Just a few announcements. Uh, just a reminder that uh, to ladies that there'll be a baby brunch this coming Saturday at 11 a.m. And this is for Destiny and Matt Kingery. And they are registered at Target and Amazon and all ladies are invited. 
Uh, parents, don't forget to sign up your Ford Hill campers on the sheet located on the foyer board uh, so you can receive your $60 camp fee reimbursement. Um, mark your calendar for Sunday, June 6th, where we'll begin our regular Bible classes that morning at 9.30. And Carl and Susan Bowen will be celebrating Emily's graduation this coming Sunday afternoon, May 23rd, from 2 to 4 here at the church building, and everyone is invited. And we will also uh, be having an outdoor graduation party for Mally on Saturday, May 29th, from 4 to 7, and everybody's invited for that as well. Prayer list update, Charlie Boso has been scheduled for laser vein surgery next month on June 15th. Wayne Stevens continues to uh, improve but still needs our prayers. Dottie Hager scheduled to turn home this coming Friday from her replacement. Mildred Jones is now home, so continue to pray for her and her family. Prayers are needed for Barrett Knifer and his family. This is a little boy that's undergoing several tests and suspected to have muscular dystrophy, and the Knifer family are, are really good friends with Chris and Kelly. And Dennis Haney, this is Jim's brother, was just recently diagnosed with prostate cancer. Are there any other announcements that need to be made? If not, uh, Chris will have our Devo this evening, and John Kelly has closing prayer. <laughs> Let's go to God in prayer. Father in heaven, we come to you at this time, Lord, uh, thanking you, Father, for, our, uh, for the opportunity to be here this evening. We thank you for this day, Father, for the beautiful weather you've blessed us with. And Father, we thank you for our church family and the opportunity to, to be here to worship you and um, be able to study from your word, Father. We just pray your blessings upon us uh, this evening as we open your word and study from it, that you'll um, allow us to understand those things that we read and study, that we can take what we've learned and, and um, apply those uh, things to our lives, Father, that we can be a, a good influence for those that we come into contact with, that we can influence the community around us and bring more people to know you, Father. And, and Father, we uh, are mindful of all the, those that have been uh, announced this evening, all those that are facing various health issues, Lord. We just uh, continue to pray for them. Just ask that you be with Charlie and his upcoming surgery. And Continue to be with Wayne, Father, as he uh, as he heals, and uh, be with hot, with Dottie as well, Father, and, and Mildred Jones as she returns home, and Father, uh, be with Barrett, and uh, just especially pray for him, Lord, as he uh, faces uh, various tests, and we just pray, Father, that uh, the diagnosis that he's received will not be uh, correct, that he'll he'll get a different, a better diagnosis, and we just pray you be with his parents during this difficult time, and. Just bless them, and, and Father, be with Dennis Haney at this time, Father, with his diagnosis. Just pray you uh, be with the doctors that will be treating him, and uh, just pray you uh, comfort him and just give him peace and strength and, and healing, and, and be with all those that are battling cancer at this time. We just continue to pray for Rusty and, and Kristen and, and Hank and, and all the others, Father. And, and, Lord, we just thank you that we can come to you in prayer, that you know that you you hear our prayers and that you're with us and watching over us, Father, and we just thank you for that. And, and Father, we just thank you most of all for your son, Jesus, and for all that he does for us and has done for us, Father, dying on the cross. And we just uh, pray you would be with us and forgive us when we do sin and, and fall short. It's through Jesus we do pray. Amen.
number 786, Wonderful Grace of Jesus. <coughs> Wonderful grace of Jesus, greater than all my sin. How shall my tongue describe it? Where shall its praise begin? Taking away my burden, setting my spirit free. Grace of Jesus. 
His grace reaches me. <clears throat> a frog in my throat today. Just to know that you 
invitation song will be number 125, Do You Know My Jesus, 125. Good afternoon. Evening, I guess. Yeah, that's what it is. I don't know what time it is. All right. People are kind of funny, aren't we? Uh, the more time you spend doing something, the more you love it, right? Uh, think back to the last job that you had. Uh, I remember the very first job that I had was at a, a grocery store. Uh, and the group of people that I was working with there were all about my age. We all went to high school together. And I remember making like really good friends with that group of, of people. I hadn't really known them before then, but we spent a lot of time together, and so we became very good friends. We're kind of funny like that, aren't we? we the things that we spent a lot of time in, uh, spend a lot of time on, and investing in, taking care of, we tend to love those things, don't we? Think back to something you worked really hard for. Maybe it was losing uh, a lot of weight, uh, maybe it was paying off a debt, like not the kind of debt that we paid off with the stimulus checks, but the kind of debt that you stored up over years and finally was able to pay off that debt. And you called up Dave Ramsey and you were like, I'm debt free. You did that, the scream thing. That kind of investment, right? It, it took a while. You thought about it for a long time. You were constantly working toward it. Making your career successful would be maybe another thing. Uh, that, that it just takes a good long time to do that, you know, especially if you're uh, getting, uh, getting it started from the ground up. And so those are things that, that we love. And if you stop and think about it, we love them because we spend a lot of time with them, right? Think back to your, your job, your last job. Are you still friends with those people? I'm not. You know the last time I talked to those people? About two weeks after I quit that job. <laughs> Is that true for about everybody else? I think, that's, I think that's human nature. We love the people that we're around because we spend a lot of time around them, right? We tend to love the things that we pour a lot of time into. The things that we invest in, the things that we spend time thinking on and working toward, we love those, those things, right? We sing a song sometimes called Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And there's a... There's a, a, a part of that song that says, um, The things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. You know, we think an awful lot of things are really important, and we focus on those things. If you were to stand back and watch, it'd probably look a little bit like a chicken with his head cutting off, cut off, watching us focus on so many of those things, right? Because there doesn't seem to be an awful lot of uh, purpose behind some of the things that, that we do, right? Uh, we invest a lot in our kids, and so we, we do sports with them. We do recitals with them. We, we make sure they have good grades. We, you know, we do all that stuff. What's the, what's the direction there, right? Uh, we spend a lot of time on our careers because that's what we do. That's how we, we function in life. But what, what's the actual direction that we're trying to take there, um, we spend a lot of time on hobbies, but what's the actual direction that we're trying to take? Like, where are we headed, you know? Because the things that we do a lot of 
and the things that we think a lot about, what happens to those things in our minds? We begin to love them, don't we? Just like we spend a lot of time with those, those people that we work with, those people become your best friends, don't they? Why? Because you're always around them. I think the things that we focus on, that we work hard toward, that we're always thinking about, those are things that we love. And if we're not careful, those things, we will spend so much time on those things that eventually they will expand and they'll push everything else out. Hey, Andy, I don't see this, the clicker up here. Can you advance the slide for me? Thank you. Um, when Kelly and I were really young, like uh, maybe two, three, four years into our marriage, uh, I went into grad school, and she got a job uh, working at PetSmart in Jackson. And so we moved to Jackson, Tennessee. It's about 30 minutes away from Freed Hardman. And uh, we started working with this little congregation there. And one of the deacons there had a house right next door to his house. It was his mother-in-law's house uh, back in the day, I think. Anyhow, he said, man, I, I really think well, we just ought to bulldoze it. But if you guys want to live there, I'll let you live there for next to nothing. <laughs> so I said, deal. Right? <laughs> Young and stupid, right? So we, we took him up on his offer, and we lived there for a couple of years, right? And the house was, was really neat. It was, it was large, a large house compared to the one-bedroom apartment that we'd been living in the last couple of years. And it had large rooms, and there was plenty of space for us. I even had a garage. It was really cool. We didn't have to go outside to do our laundry. We were excited. The only problem was in the living room, there was this massive hole in between the wall and the floor where the floor was falling apart. The joists had rotted. And so the floor had fallen down in a space large enough that a possum could walk through there. Ask me how I know a possum could fit through there. So we thought, well, what are we going to do with this thing? Well, we can't just leave it there, obviously. So we, we got some of this great stuff, and we started just filling in this hole. It took a couple of canisters of it, but after that, nothing came through there. You know why? Because that stuff started off in this tiny little can, but guess what happened? When you sprayed it, it started expanding, and didn't it? I think the same thing is true in our, in our lives with the things that we spend a lot of time thinking about spent a lot of time focused on, and spent a lot of brain power working toward. We tend to love those things. And if we love those things for long enough, guess what happens? They start expanding, and they start pushing everything else out, just like this, this great stuff did. Now, turn over to Luke chapter 10. Let me illustrate for you. Luke chapter 10, this is, um, we're, we're in Bethany when this happens, late in uh, Luke 10, starting in verse 38. You meet a family again here in Luke 10 that you know, it's Martha and Mary. They have a brother named Lazarus, you're familiar with him from John chapter 11, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus isn't in the story, he's not named, so we don't know what happened to Lazarus right here. This is a different incident though, same family. And so Jesus has come to Mar Martha and Mary's house. Martha is the older sister, I am presuming, because she's the one who's done all the preparatory work 
she's cleaned the house, right? What do you do if, you're, if somebody's coming over to your house? Oh, man, we got to move the couch out and find all those socks. You know, like all the dust bunnies. we got to get all this stuff because that's embarrassing. Somebody comes over and you're like, oh, dust bunnies. So we got to clean the house. She's been doing that for a while now. Jesus has arrived, and Martha is the one that's in the kitchen cooking. She has, I am assuming, a very large crowd. Crowds like this follow Jesus around, and here he is just sitting in this house with people that he loves, and he's teaching. So don't picture an empty room. Picture a packed house. Um, and Jesus is there teaching. Martha walks in out of the kitchen, and she looks at her sister, her younger sister, her baby sister, is sitting there at Jesus' feet, and she's not doing anything. <laughs> she's not. She didn't help clean probably earlier. She's not helping cook right now. She's not, she's not being a good host, first of all, and she's making Martha do all the work. It's just inconsiderate, right? You can kind of see where Martha's coming from. But then Jesus has this really interesting thing that, that he says when Martha looks at Mary, and then she looks over at Jesus, and she tells Jesus, tell her to get up and help me. Let's know what Jesus says in verse 41. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. The one thing that's necessary. We focus on that one thing. I don't know that the human brain can legitimately focus and love more than one thing at a time. Stop and think about it for a second. Can you focus on more than one thing at a time? Can, from, from what I from my experience, from what I understand in Scripture, what God tells me about me, <laughs> about what He tells us about humanity in general, if I focus on something, I love that thing. If I spend a lot of time working toward something, if I spend a lot of brain power thinking about that one thing, if I spend a lot of energy working toward that one thing, I love that thing. And that thing pushes everything else out of the way. Check out what Martha's doing here. Is what she was doing bad? Absolutely not. What she is doing here is recommended in all of Scripture. In fact, it's commanded in Scripture. She is playing the good host. She's being hospitable, right? The book of Hebrews talks about being hospitable. It says you better do it because sometimes you're entertaining angels, right? So what Martha is doing here is legitimately a good thing. Is she doing the right thing? There are things that are good, like what Martha's doing, that we do on a daily basis, right? You should be good at your job. You should honor Christ with your job. I believe that. I think Scripture teaches that. An honor to whom honor is due. If you're good at your job, your bosses ought to recognize you. You ought to get raises. Those things are biblical, I think. There are things that we do on a daily basis that are absolutely 100% fine to do. But the minute that that thing, our career, our, our, our kids, 
Remember, these, we're not talking about bad things. We're talking about good things. Is it good to be a good parent? Of course. God wants us to be good parents. There are things that we do every day that while they are good, if we focus on them, if we work more on them, more toward them than we do anything else, guess what happens? Those things expand. And they start pushing everything else out of our lives. Have you seen that in your own life? I I think I've seen that in my own life. I I think that rings true with Scripture. I think that's exactly what Jesus is trying to get across to Martha here. He doesn't condemn her because what she's doing is sinful, because it's not. He says you're missing the one thing that's necessary. You're trying to love all these different things. You're trying to love being a good host. You're trying to love having a clean house. You're trying to love... Uh, cooking this food and preparing everything for everybody, but you're missing the point. You're focused on this one thing, and it's pushing everything else out, isn't it? You know how we know that? Because she wasn't the one sitting at Jesus' feet listening, and that's the one that he commended. Everything else had been pushed out of Martha's life. Now, is Martha a righteous, good person? You better believe it. In fact, in Luke chapter 11, when you meet this family again, Martha's the one that's painted in the good light, and Mary's the one who's painted in the negative light. Martha's a righteous lady, but she has gotten off track here because she's loved something. She's focused on something. She's frantic, anxious about something. That's not God. Is it a good thing? Absolutely. Is it God? No. She's missed the one thing. Turn over to Matthew chapter 6, real quick. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Jesus says these words. Matthew 6, 33. He says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. All the things that you're worried about, that you're anxious about, that you want to have happen. He says, I'm going to give you those things. I know you need those things. I'm going to give you those things. Your job is not to go after those things. Our job is not to love those things. It's not to focus on those things because if we focus on those things, they expand just like this great stuff and they push everything else out of the way. He says you can't do that even if it is a good thing. You can't focus on that thing because it expands and it pushes everything else out of its way. He says, you seek first of top priority, of the most importance. You spend your time thinking about how to get, make his kingdom better, bigger. You spend your energy. You work, like, you work at it like it's your job, trying to expand his kingdom, trying to bring it to earth. That's the thing that we focus on. We seek it first. All this other stuff falls in, all falls in place or is not, doesn't matter in the first place. You ever been doing something and get a little frantic about it and think, in a week, this isn't going to matter? <laughs> seek first his kingdom. All the other stuff will fall into place. What you focus on, what you spend your time on, what you spend your energy on, You love, and it will expand. Now, there's good news and bad news connected to that thought, right? 
Because the bad news is, if we focus on sports, guess what's going to happen? It expands, and it pushes everything else out. If we focus on our career, guess what happens? It expands, and it forces everything else. Whatever we focus on expands. Good news and bad news. Good news is that if we focus on God and his kingdom, guess what happens? It expands, and it pushes everything else out. And so we're reminded of the words from the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, when he says, The things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. It becomes easier to ignore those things. They grow dimmer. You ever been driving at night and like, what is, what is that up there on the road? When Kelly and I were dating, I don't know how many years ago that was, a long time, 18 years, 18 years ago probably, uh, I was driving her back uh, to, uh, to her mom and dad's house, and I, I had left their house, and I was traveling back to my mom's house. It's about a 10, 20-minute drive. They're on this curvy road. Uh, out in the middle of nowhere, it's dark, I'm tired. Listen to the radio, I'm watching the road, and all of a sudden I see this shadow that's up there on the, up on the road on the left. It's off in the grass. I'm like, what is that? And it could have been a tree branch or something just hanging over the road. You know how sometimes the shadows play with your mind like that at night? What is that? I'm kind of listening to the talk radio or whatever's singing the song, whatever's on the radio, and I'm thinking I'm watching the road. The thing moves again. I thought, man, that's, that's some sort of animal. It's a big animal. Maybe it's a deer or something. I can't really tell what's going on because it's way up there still. Not really that worried about it. If it's a deer, it's going to go away before I get there anyhow. Get a little closer to it. It's a horse. <laughs> There's a horse that has escaped out of somebody's pasture. One of their neighbors had horses, and this thing had escaped. And so I called back, and we got the horse back in. He was pretty dim. You know why? Because I wasn't focused on him. Life can be like that, can't it? We can put all the other stuff that so makes us want to focus on it. We can put all that stuff away. We cannot focus on it. We cannot love it to the extent that it gets pushed out of our lives. And it starts to grow dim because we focus so much on His glory and His grace. It's kind of beautiful, right? Whatever you focus on expands and it pushes everything else out. We have to make sure that we're focused on His kingdom or we're going to be the ones who are pushed out. This evening, if you haven't been baptized, tonight's the night where you can make that decision, become right with God, to have peace with Him, reconciliation with Him, to become His friend. Uh, A scenario that we've been looking forward to since the Garden of Eden, when we were friends with God, when we were intimate with Him. If you have that need tonight, why don't you come? Maybe you've already been baptized, and you just need the prayers of this congregation. Um, because focus like this is difficult to have. Won't you come as we stand and sing? Are you a soul that's Oh, uh-huh.
going to sing this song. John's going to do the closing prayer. I put too many songs in there. <laughs> Let's pray at this time. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for this time. Father, for the words we've heard this evening. Father, that you're encouraging us to expand our lives uh, towards you as you've shown so much great love for us. And the many songs we sing tonight about your grace, Father, we're thankful that, that you have shown your grace to us, that we aren't worthy of anything that you've done for us, but yet you did it and your son did it that you love us. Father, just help us to love you as much as you love us. Father, we pray your blessings on us tonight as we continue to in our classes. Help us to, to learn much about you and be more encouraged to do your will. Father, bless those who are hurting at this time. And Father, some of those that we know that have lost their loved ones. There's a Wood family in Chesapeake, Father, that lost their daughter. We just pray that you'll bless them and others, Father, that others of us may know that you'll bless those families. And Father, do be with those that were mentioned tonight that are facing surgeries or facing trouble with cancer and, and, and those situations that many of us have already had. Father, we just pray that you'll bless them as you blessed us. And Father, do be with those who are having children. Be with Heather and be with Destiny, Father, and, and Andy and Matt. Just bless them and have them help them, Father, as they will have their children soon, that they will have a safe delivery, Father. Father, just bless us in our lives, <clears throat> as in our work, at school, in our homes, in our families, that we can be the example we need to be, Father, and to be able to encourage our own personal families, Father, to, to love you more or to even begin to love you. And, Father, we just pray for our families that, that, that aren't facing this, that don't love you as 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 they should or don't know you as they should, that they will con continue to be encouraged to do that. Father, just forgive us of our sins this evening. Bless us and bless, Father, also so many of those young people that they will never strive and never never turn from you as they continue their lives, those who've graduated, whether it be college or high school or middle school or whatever. Father, help them to remember you, not turn from you, always love you and always have faith in you. We pray that you always increase our faith also. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat>